Hello and welcome to the Divine Radiance Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Maria, Magdalene Priestess, wordsmith, artist, and teacher in devotion to Shekhinah, the Hebrew goddess of sacred union. Join me for solo and guest episodes where we explore divine feminine topics from a Gnostic perspective, including sacred living, the body as temple, ceremonial medicine, activating your soul purpose, sacred sexuality, devotion as a success strategy, powerful spiritual women of the desert, and so much more. This podcast is especially for you if you are called or curious to find the divine feminine within the traditional monotheistic faiths, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And we're back for another edition of the Divine Radiance podcast, our second interview episode of season two. I'm your host, Lisa Maria, and I am delighted to have with me today, Gina Tortorello of Inspiritus Academy. Gina is, she, she is, there's so many amazing aspects to her. I don't even know where to start. She's going to tell us all about it on this episode, but Gina is an Inspiritress. She's a Magdalene priestess. She's an entheogen integration specialist and a holistic hairstylist as well. So Gina, woman of many identities, many hats, many essences and aspects, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for that. How fun to just step into, into that energy. Thank you, Lisa Maria, for having me here on the show. I'm excited to get into this conversation and sharing a little bit of, of the work that I do. So it's good to be here. Amazing. Well, I have so many questions I want to ask you but we, we, I just went through like a long list of titles. So why don't you maybe start us off, warm us up by telling us a little bit more about, hmm. about these aspects of yourself. What is it that you actually do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, question. That's, a really, that's a really good question. Um, well, the, the offerings that I provide at Inspiritus Alchemy are kind of a combination of, you know, my, my ever- unfolding and winding path of, of gathering bits and pieces of myself and uncovering them and, mm. and being able to share them. So um, I started off, Love I've been that. doing hair for, for 30 years. So um, being a hairstylist has really evolved for me. I take a more holistic approach to it using products that are, you know, paraben free, PABA free, have a, yeah. a um, you know, sustainably sourced. So th these are important to me and it's, it's good to bring that forth. And as a, as a hairstylist, I didn't realize what an opportunity we have to be an energy worker with our, mm. with our clients. We are right there in their mm -hmm. field. So studying Reiki and, and yoga um, has really been able to support that part of, of what I do in my craft to, you know, be able to have people have a space where they can come and, and be seen and be heard and be beautified, but also be able to yeah. um, be in a, a safe space. That's going to uplift their energy when they leave. So that's the goal mm. of that part of it. Mm, yeah. Amazing. So then infusing, um, I've been teaching yoga and meditation now for ooh, probably about eight years. And that has just been an ever unfolding path for me. And um, ironically enough, it was last year during the, during the pandemic, during the quarantine, that when we were shut down, it really came to me that I was longing to have a space where I can infuse 
the bits and pieces of what mm. I do in one under yeah. one roof. And yep. oh my goodness, a series of just miraculous events led to us finding this sweet little cottage that's like tucked in the woods. It's almost like a little, like, <laughs> it's like a treasure realm in there. It's so amazing. And wow. we're able to, yeah, to bring together. So the, the lower level is a holistic salon and upstairs we have a, a meditation loft that we also nicknamed the womb room because it's, it's like a red mm. cave. So it really does feel like the work that you're doing in there. You're, um, you're, you're being reborn when you, when you come out of yeah. the womb room. And the work that we do, oh, my dog's down here playing. Sorry if you hear squeaking noises in the back. Love it. <laughs> um, the work that we do in the, in the womb room um, consists of, of alchemy meditations. So these are meditations that infuse energy practices with stillness. So kind of riding the, mm -hmm. the wave of um, neuroscience-based rewiring, reprogramming, as well as um, quantum physics and understanding how to tap into the zero point field and really coming to know ourselves as energy beings. So the work up there is yeah. really, is really um, revolved around that type of, of practice. Um, we do hold sacred gathering circles, new moon, full moon rituals and ceremonies and beautiful work like that. My work with women has definitely been growing, especially since being in the training that we share together. Yeah. And yeah, and it's really just like organically happening, just more and more women are, are coming into my life, which I'm really excited about working with, with the women. Um, and then weaving in, I guess the final part of that is as entheogen integration specialist, um, my path has definitely included working with psychedelics as entheogens. And entheogen mm. refers to the sacredness of the psychedelic experience. And that is really where I resonate. That's really where the, uh, this work really speaks to me. So um, we work with people who are interested in working with these substances in a, um, a way that can help them heal in a way that can help them grow. So we work with the, yeah. the preparation phase and the integration phase. And it's really been growing just unbelievable how many people are mm. taking their, um, their health and their well-being into their own hands and searching alternative yeah. ways to, you know, for that type of wellness and growth. And um, when done with integrity and with intention as anything, the, the way that working with these substances responds is just, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's definitely uh, something to... Um, something to be considered and, and looked at. And, and I do hope that in this conversation to, um, you know, to bring some awareness to the light of entheogens, that um, this isn't just a, the party drug of the 60s that, that we once mm -hmm. knew it to be, and all the stories yeah. that uh, the war on drugs, which is just another form of you know, patriarchal control <laughs> yeah. of uh, yeah. you know, scheduling these as a, a schedule one, which means that there's no no benefits for humans and already mm. in the 60s the studies were concluding that to be to be false because it was already showing promise and treating depression mm. ptsd addiction i mean some really traumas it's um it's like the ultimate shadow work you know you can't hide wow. from it <laughs> yeah. so when it's when it's used in a in a way that you can engage with it instead of just taking it and, you know, going to a festival or a concert. And um, that's, it yeah. shows up differently.
it shows up differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've heard so many amazing stories exactly, you know, like what you're sharing and um, it is, it's powerful. And it, it leads me to ask the question, how did you even start down the path toward this life that you mm -hmm. have, this beautiful custom crafted life of divine feminine service? Mm -hmm. You know, where was that moment where you really met the divine feminine or felt her call, felt the call of Mary Magdalene, however you, you know, however that happened for you, what was that? like yeah. wow oh, this actually all ties in together because they really um all came in together in my life um the, the divine feminine and working with psychedelics as a form of mm. of growth um they showed up for me later in life it wasn't something that like i did back in college or high school as you know i hear a lot of people say oh i i dabbled with mushrooms back that wasn't my my path um i was in my 40s the first time and I was just at a crossroads, at a very deep crossroads where my spiritual path and practices were already starting to pull back the layers of the onion as they tend to do. And I was really starting to look at the areas in my life that weren't authentic, that I, I wasn't really where I needed to be to be in, uh, in my highest self. And to be honest, the main one was my marriage. I was in a, a 20 year marriage that really ended up quite toxic and mm. I just couldn't leave. I, I came from a very conservative Southside Italian Chicago family. You know, it's uh, sure. it, it just wasn't the norm to get, to get divorced in my family. So I, I really struggled for a long time with being able to make that decision. And I started to have physical implications. My, my body started to inflame. I just like, it was like, bursting. I, I would have these red patches all over and going down the path of trying to heal that, just being discouraged after doctor after doctor couldn't figure it out and just wanted to throw medicine on it, but not really find out where it was coming from. I came to see that it was something deeper and I really needed to address what was going on. Um, and just by beautiful synchronicity as the universe works, I was on a, a beautiful nature walk with a, a beloved soul sister who was sharing me that she had started working with grandmother ayahuasca. And ah. I had never heard of this even. And she explained how much it has been changing her life and the realization she's been able to have and the clarity. And I knew Lisa Maria, just like, you know how you just have like that instant knowing, like, I need to do this. Like, I didn't know yes. much about it at yep. all, but I knew in that moment, like spirit was saying, listen up, this is, this is your next step. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. it was, um, oh, that, so it was in my, it was in my second ceremony and oh, did my ego fight this? Like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Here you are with a, a bunch of puking people. Like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> like, it, was, it was really revving up. <laughs> um, but I was able to, oh my goodness, come into such a place of clarity. And to be honest, really feel that divine feminine presence fill my in, entire body. Like I was almost mm. like a, like a serpent. Like I couldn't, I had, I just had to surrender to it. And I just let her mm. pulsate through me. And 
it just woke something in me that had been, you know, dormant for, for a very, very long time. And mm. I knew with such clarity that I had to leave this marriage and yeah. I never looked back. And for me, that was, I mean, 20 years of flipping and flopping and should I, or shouldn't I, and wow. to come to that kind of clarity from this experience, I am ever grateful. It, it changed the, the, the course of my life for sure. Mm, yeah, wow, that is powerful. Yeah. And, and what an incredible experience with Kundalini. Like, <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. You know, when you're in a, you know, a, you know, a toxic marriage, of course, the intimacy was, was gone. And I really yeah. thought that part of me was just done, was just yeah. finished, you know, sure. and here she was like, oh no. <laughs> you got, you got more to do. We're waking you up. And, um, I'm just ever so grateful. And it was, it was that because it's, it's been this connection to divine feminine presence that was deeply established within me in that experience mm. that has just been carrying me through and nudging me and guiding me. It, it's what brought me to, to the work that Anna's doing and, and the Magdalene training. And, um, I trust it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and I actually wanted to ask you about the Magdalene priestess training and for the benefit of the listeners, <clears throat> um, uh, Gina and I are in the same training program in the Mary Magdalene mystery school with Anna Otero. And so how did you get connected? Like, like how did Mary Magdalene come into this, you know, from your, uh, your psychedelic experiences and spiritual work in that vein, you know, where did Mary Magdalene pop up on this path for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, the the connection to the divine feminine presence to Shekinah was um, was guiding me along, and I would hear things like "gather with women," and I was like, I don't even know what that means. And then the next day, the um, the owner of the yoga studio I teach at asked me if I want to lead a women's retreat. So it's like things like that. Like wow. I would hear the message, and then it would just show up in my life in what way that was yeah. that was meant to play out. So it was kind of a fun little game. I was like, okay, how's this going to show up? <laughs> how's this going to show mm -hmm. up this time? And that, that, that voice, that wisdom was really like nudging me to know feminine wisdom a little bit yeah. deeper. And it was in reading, um, the, the book Womb Awakening, actually, by mm. Saran Bertrand, which I, I, I love. It, it, it introduced me to Mary Magdalene in a way that I knew I needed to know her deeper. And yeah. I started to read more about her and you know how they say, when, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. It was just <laughs> exactly, exactly the way that it, that it happened. I was at a, as actually making my shamanic drum at a ceremony, uh, making the drum. And I brought my Mary Magdalene book to place on the altar. And the woman there said, oh, you connect with Mary Magdalene. Here's a podcast you might be interested in. And it was Anna. And I just was like, oh my gosh, everything that she's saying, like my heart, my soul yeah. was just responding to. And in a way mm -hmm. that I hadn't I hadn't really known with a teacher before because I had mm -hmm. looked for feminine yeah. teachers, but it wasn't always like resonating. Like it just seemed like there wasn't enough depth. There wasn't. And, yeah. you know, I mean, with our, with Anna, she's just filled with such wisdom and I'm just, I, I love it. I love this training so much. It's been mm, so, so just part of such a, a growth in, in my life. And I'm eternally grateful for what she shares. Mm -hmm. 
Incredible. I love that. And I couldn't agree more. The depth is, is completely there. And I, and I sense that in you, something I've appreciated about you all along the time that we've known each other, even though we haven't known each other deeply, we've both been in these trainings together, is that appreciation for depth. And something that I keep hearing coming up in this conversation is that you would get these promptings and you were open enough to, to act on them or to at least say, okay, I'm open to that. What does that mean? Or what do I need to know next? And then the opportunity would come, but you still had to act on it. You had to listen to the podcast. You know, you had to, to say yes to doing the retreat, right? Or, or, or kind of allow that path to open. And I'm sure there are a lot of women listening to this podcast who are feeling these nudges, but might still be, in fact, I know because I get messages <laughs> from women who are like, I'm struggling with the resistance, like, like this doesn't make sense, or I'm being called to something that's outside of my family tradition, or I'm being drawn to something that I don't really understand why I have no logical reason. What would you say to someone who's in that space based on your journey? Ah, oh, you know, it's coming into a place of trust, you know, of, of deep trust. And that was a difficult one for me to learn. But when I, when I saw it in action, you know, when I, when I decided to leave my marriage, I was making like $28,000 a year. I had no way of really like supporting myself. I felt like I literally like jumped off of a cliff, not sure if like the parachute was going to open as I, as I came down, but I knew there was something burning so strongly within me that I had to do it. And it, it, it definitely seemed crazy to a lot of people at the time, but I, I don't know how I've been guided. I've been supported when I, when I did that. And I took, yeah. you know, deep, deep recognition of that. And having seen that happen in my life, I trust that when it comes up again, even if it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. to me, even if I don't know how, um, it, it, it works out and it, it, it just, it just materializes and it, it becomes quite fun, you know, when you start playing the, the game of, of, um, of conscious creator, of, of, of paying attention, of listening. And it's a skill that I've definitely had to, had to hone. It wasn't very natural for me. I, I usually was quite the opposite, not trusting myself for very long. Yeah. So it was like, once I did that in such a big way, I couldn't not do it anymore. It was just the mm. way that like my brain reprogrammed of like, all right, you know, this feeling, here we go again, <laughs> let's do it. And, um, yeah. it served me well. It served me well. Yeah. So I trust wow, it. That, that's interesting. You should say that. Cause I've had a similar experience with that feeling like your brain has been removed once you take enough of those steps and, and get the, I guess the, you know, your brain learns the reward of, of the a beautiful unfolding sometimes sooner, sometimes later of that act of trust and surrender. And it does become like this reprogramming where you don't remember what it was like not to trust that. I mean, sometimes we still get in our minds and, and we still question and maybe we delay on something. But I know for me now, if I delay on it, it will keep coming around and keep coming around. Like there's a, there's a little window of grace there for me to take action on that. And, and it, there does, I guess I would say to everyone out there who might be resonating with what Gina is sharing, it really, really is like that. You will, if you practice this new way of being, it will become your way of being and it will no longer feel mm -hmm. so out there. And now you've gone on and done so many things uh, and you've got this amazing space now for all the work that you do. Like, I'm just amazed. Um, 
what what has your process been like stepping into those gifts? Because you are doing a lot of work with women and a lot of work in really leading edge territory. And I'm guessing there could be a lot of room, you know, maybe, maybe there isn't for you now, but there must have been at some point a lot of room for self-doubt or hesitancy or I know you said that you've always just gone for it, but like, this is a lot of leadership. How has it been for you stepping into that space? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it has been one of the biggest lessons that I've, I've learned because mm. the, the um, I call her, I call her BG, the before Gina, <laughs> before <laughs> my BG yep. time. <laughs> um, I was quite the opposite. I mean, just ridden with self doubt and unworthiness. And that was really, um, oh my goodness. I, I, I've prayed so many times, like, please just give me the courage to be able to do this. I know what you're asking me of yeah. and, um, and, and help me. So in that, in that prayer and that dialogue, um, it, it definitely has been, has been answered, but it, it definitely takes a lot of, you know, inner reflection, a lot of self-awareness, noticing how I'm responding. Am I responding from a place of somebody who wants to be empowered or somebody who's running an old pattern? So I I really Mm. don't deep and, and had to like fish out the, the stuff that was, was blocking me and really look at the wounds that were, were keeping me from, from my growth. Cause I knew this had to be bigger than, than me. And I couldn't let the, the, the ego tendencies of, of unworthiness keep me from the growth that I, I feel I'm, I'm so here to, to share and, and be mm-hmm. part of. So mm-hmm. um, that's all that, that just feeds me, you know, it, you know how it is, at least Maria, once, once you are in alignment with, with source energy, with the divine feminine, you know, it, it's, it's so humbling and it's so awesome that it's the only way it, there almost just isn't a, a choice anymore <laughs> to go that's back. That's amazing. To Mm-hmm. It's and it's so true. When you were saying that, it's like it's so humbling, and there's no there's no choice for going back. It made me think of I think the moment when I really committed to my path, where there it was just like it I was it was at night I was on my balcony having this conversation with Shahina. I guess you would say uh, maybe Mary Magdalene. I feel like was there as well, but and it was this moment of. Oh, I have to serve you. I have to do this. I have to be in surrender and devotion to this divine presence. There is literally no other, mm-hmm. there's no other way of being, there's no other path. And yet for me personally, there was a lot of hesitance in the past and uh, I had a lot of winding journey. So I love hearing stories like yours because mm-hmm. of just the incredible uh, courage and just the willingness to show up so completely for this shadow work. Let's talk about that for a second. You've mentioned shadow work um, quite a number of times in this call and actually working through the ego and different things like that. Uh, for someone who might be new to this idea of shadow work or might be may have heard the term, but it's just exploring it, what does this mean to you and how has it impacted your journey? Yeah, shadow work to me is exploring the repressed parts of ourselves, the, the parts that the light of our awareness like doesn't want to look at. So it's yeah. it's a way to protect us that the conscious mind will like stuff the the hurt, the pain, the trauma, the overwhelming experiences down deep within us. You know, we, we hear the term like, yeah. you know, skeletons buried in the closet. It's it's kind of like that. And it does that as a way to protect us. And you know, that's where working with you know, with entheogens 
in, in shadow work can really be helpful because it's going to take you into those places. It's not going to let you hide from them where sometimes yeah. in, in talk therapy, you can't really talk your way into that place. Cause it's not gonna, it's like going to deny access because as, as yeah. a way to protect you. Um, yeah. but the, the, the medicines have a way of, because they have such a propensity towards wholeness that they want to bring into balance the areas that are out of balance. So they're naturally going to mm. go into the places and when it's, you know, that's what like mushrooms are, they're a decomposer. They, they decompose mm. what needs to be, but that has to be felt to be healed. And that's where people can sometimes struggle having what they might call a bad trip. And it's like, you know, a, a bad trip and a hard trip are, are very different. It can be hard, but it doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's bad. It's actually the mm -hmm. most beneficial one. It's a little bit harder because you're really going to release some of the blocks that you've been carrying and, and may not even been aware of it because they've been so, mm. so repressed. So shadow work is, is bringing the light of awareness to where the shadow lives within us. The parts that we don't want to broadcast on social media, the parts that we don't want to talk about with our friends, the parts that we don't want to even look mm -hmm. at our, ourselves. But because everything is energy, these are packets of information of energetic vibration that are stored within our body. And they're going to constantly be sending out information to bring us experiences to trigger them until they're, mm. till they're healed. So unless we deal with our shadow, it will keep dealing with us, you know? Mm, that is so true. That is so, and I love what you said about it being hard, but not necessarily bad just because mm -hmm. it's hard. We so often, I think, tend to view the divine feminine as flow, love, light, uh, you know, it's all, all the, all the fun aspects of the divine feminine and not realizing that, you know, she will also, she's also a warrior. She's also a, a queen, which is that, that ruling sort of, you know, energy in a good way and, and, and a mother, you know, and we, we don't always love <laughs> the mothering that we receive, right. but we need it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She will, she will kick your butt if she needs to. <laughs> And that's, and that's a good, and we live in a culture too, where, you know, we have been taught to just deny, repress, suppress, don't talk about numb, anything that's mm -hmm. uncomfortable. We've been very mm -hmm. uncomfortable with the uncomfortable, but it's only making us more uncomfortable <laughs> because we're not dealing with what, what is really going on. And we're just glazing over it and, you know, just keeping ourselves busy to, and not, and not doing the, the work that our soul really came here to do. Mm, the work that our soul came here to do. I love that. And speaking of that, you do your work in partnership, I believe, with your beloved partner, mm -hmm. who I've gotten a chance to get to know a little bit of his energy on social media. So if, do you mind sharing a bit with us about that? Because oh, I know everyone's always interested in beloved partnership. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that is um, another another way that the divine feminine guided me into this this beautiful sacred union with um, with my beloved soulmate. It, it was it was shortly after the decision to leave my marriage. It was almost like simultaneous this knowing that my beloved was out there. And it's not something I ever entertained before. It wasn't like, oh, that's why I left because I knew it, it, it just, it wasn't, but it was almost born together. Like as soon as I had the courage to, to leave, it was like the knowingness of what was coming just, and it, it was, it was funny. It's like, I just knew, I knew like, it's like, just like, well, when is it gonna, 
when is it going to happen? And yeah. I ended up meeting him just very serendipitously on a, a conscious dating app. I was signed up for a three free day trial and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and his story was that he, you know, he was 40 years old when we met, I was 44 and he had never been married. And in his profile, he had said that he had been waiting for his soulmate. And I just remember thinking, mm. wow, like what a, you know, what a bold statement for a, a man to know that that exists and, and, and want that and not settle. Um, just because he's like, I've been in many good relationships, but it just wasn't, I knew that there was something more. So our coming together was just like magic there. I mean, there were like rainbows and double rainbows and just all kinds of celestial guidance and, and, symbolism um and in and in our growth of working with the the medicine together for him to help heal his um depression is something that he's um, mm. dealt with his whole adult life um and he's come so far so so far and we both had just such a a belief in in the potential that these substances had and the medicine kept telling us you have to share this you have to share this you have to yeah. share and then lo and behold brings us a space you know that we can meet with people and help them work in in yeah. ways to you know to share this so he has a his own um devotional path he um was or he was in the the buddhist tradition is where where he comes but he's also been more open to spiritual ways as well so it's a really beautiful coming together of of energies that we each bring to um in spiritus alchemy and and the work that's done there he does a lot of work with with the the masculine and i do a lot of work with the feminine so it really is <laughs> it just wow. blossom into a beautiful partnership mm -hmm. how incredible and divine i love i love that and what a beautiful um just encouragement for women who are still waiting, uh, or, or I shouldn't even say waiting, like actively preparing, maintaining that state of readiness for when that, mm -hmm. when that individual comes into their lives. So tell us a bit about how we can get involved or connect with you or work with you through Inspiritus mm -hmm. Alchemy. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yes. Well, we do, um, we do host weekly Monday meditations and these are alchemy meditations again, that infuse energy work and, and, and stillness. These are, we offer these on donate donation base because we really want people to be able to come and not have any type of finances be a, an issue. So this is something that we do in our, in our community gatherings. Um, you could definitely connect with us on either Facebook or Instagram uh, under Inspiritus Alchemy, where we do update different offerings that we have, events, workshops, and, and even sometimes social gatherings, because we also believe that community is, is necessary for people. So we want to offer the, the practices as, as well as the, the community. And, and that's really been a beautiful and surprising growth too. Like we'll do just beach days or, you know, just go and hang out in the, in the woods and people, people come in just to be around like-minded souls. It's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really sweet. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we do offer other one-on-one um, -on -one sessions as well as the, the integration and preparation um, sessions. If 
for those who are interested in working with entheogens and want to do it in a, a safe and, and sacred way and want some guidance on it. Um, sure. Hopefully the day will come that we're able to um, facilitate those types of gatherings. But right now we're, we, we're, we're working with um, on, on either end and, and glad that we're able to, to offer that because it's a game changer. And especially if you have a spiritual practice, especially if you have been taking in um, spiritual content, wisdom, knowledge, it's a way of embodied knowing that just starts to change you when you, yes. when you, um, when you bring entheogens into your world in a, in a sacred way with, with reverence and integrity. So we definitely want to, to help people work with them um, in a way that is, is beneficial, you know, to, it's really about empowerment. You know, that's, that's really what we're trying to offer. You know, Lisa Maria, we're at a time in our world where we're seeing structures just collapse left and right. And, and rightfully so we're seeing it in education and healthcare and our government and, and religions. And it's not enough to just know. It's like, we need to know how we need to, to be empowered to how we can each be part of the change. And these, these substances when used correctly can really help you come into a state of knowing that divinity within you. When you touch that space, um, whether it be under a, a psychedelic or, or not, that just changes you. That begins to change you. It begins to rewire you. Um, and that's the, the vision that we hold to, to have people be able to be self-empowered because systems are failing them left and left and right. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I love that empowerment at the end of the day, it is all about empowerment. Gina Tortorello, thank you so much for joining us today. And to all of our listeners, thank you for being here for, to, to witness this conversation. Hope it's been a help and a blessing to you and all of Gina's contact information that she's given me, uh, Facebook and Instagram connections and different ways to connect with her and what she and her partner are offering at Inspiritus Alchemy. All of that will be in the show notes along with this episode over at templeofdivineradiance.com. So again, thank you so much, Gina, for being with us. Any last words you feel inspired to leave with the audience today? Mm, well, I think just kind of in, in light of what we spoke of in this conversation, to trust yourself, you know, to, to, mm. to really create that sacred relationship within where you can trust the voice that you hear and know what is best for you to do because as well-intentioned as anyone in your world may be nobody knows what's best for you more than the the deepest part of yourself so go there <laughs> amazing i love it trust yourself well everyone thank you so much for joining us today for this beautiful conversation with gina and we will see you on the next edition of the divine radiance podcast gina thank you again for being with us today Thank you, Lisa Maria. Blessings. Have a beautiful day. <laughs>